boys in the morning. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 boys in the morning. Ow, ow. Boys in the morning. That's a rooster. There are roosters in the Star Wars universe. Are there? Um, Is that in a book? No, it's in like one of the TV shows. It might be Clone Wars where you actually hear a rooster, like them waking up to a rooster. But it's never it's never like actually named. Hmm. Hmm. As we've said before, somebody says the word monkey in Star Wars, you know. Yeah. And there's a boa constrictor. Yeah. Which it makes sense because people are like, oh, that's so stupid. Why is that in Star Wars? And it's just like, you know, humans are in Star Wars. They're like the dominant species. Got him. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So humans can be in Star Wars, but a monkey or a boa constrictor or a rooster can't be? Come on. Come on. I mean, that's a fair point. And they do also use the phrase human being. So, you know, this is the best uh, upfront small talk we've ever had. Uh huh. And we haven't even gotten to the weather yet. This is what happens when Pete and I go straight into recording podcasts without saying anything to one another. I believe it was, hello? (laughs) And are you ready to record? And right on in. Look, we've got issues. The detective boys are still on the case of, where the heck's the Star Wars Resistance Blu-ray? Blu-ray. And with no E, thank you very much, B-L-U hyphen R-A-Y. Blu-ray. Oh, really? Okay. And something's come across my desk that's threatening to blow this whole thing wide open. Star Wars Resistance. Never before released on home video. Only being released on DVD. Only on no DVD. Blu-ray. Cut to Disney announces in September, I believe the 22nd, all the old Star Wars movies all ten of them, all those old, old classics. We're talking Rogue One. We're talking Solo. We're talking all the rest of them. Re-released on Blu-ray. Really? In September. That's cool. And it's not September 22nd, because that's not Tuesday, so it's probably the 24th. Yeah, an individual little, what the heck? You can get them already. They're already out there. You think there's going to be a bundle that they sell on, like, Apple TV? I don't quit buzzbarking Apple TV, Pete. We get it. You're getting an Apple TV. I, have no I, I haven't gotten it. Well, at this point, I probably would have. Oh. I, at, at this point, when the episode releases, I'm going to be figuring out uh, the Apple TV situation with the movies. This is my least favorite part of the Poboy mythos is you getting an Apple TV. <laughs> this is your least favorite part. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> the, the, the D storyline. If um, you're getting an Apple TV. I just like how you're insulting just like a basic life moment of mine, getting an Apple TV. If you are making it like a whole thing, you're getting a, you're getting a TV, Pete. People get TVs. Um, but I haven't had an Apple TV before, you know. Oh, what's that? Hulu? Disney I Plus? Got a, oh. I got a keyboard. Like, months and months ago, you'll see me going on about it. Electric? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, this actually um, is a little of an aside. Um, Good. A little bit of news. Um, they announced probably a couple weeks ago, although we haven't talked about it on the pod. Um, oh, so we're just moving on from the Blu-ray thing, then. Disney Plus is 
um, getting bundled with Hulu and ESPN Plus. Um, yeah, for like what? I think fourteen dollars or something like that. I think it's actually thirteen dollars. Yeah. Um, here, um, Disney, which is like we have Hulu already, so I mean it's going to be cheaper for us to just do that mm-hmm. than add paying for Disney Plus. It's so. thirteen dollars. And by the time this episode comes out, D twenty three, I think, will already have happened. So. We'll, we'll probably know a little bit more about that. Shoot, by the time this episode comes out, you might have already been able to sign up for Disney Plus and stuff. Maybe. I mean, they got to let people sign up eventually. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I watch sports, so the, the ESPN Plus is, like, a an, an enticing thing. Um, but I, what did what did you say, Josh? Disney Plus was going to be by itself $7? Yeah. So, I think $6.99. So, I mean, it's, you know, if you are one of those people that like sports, TV, and Star Wars, um, it's definitely a good thing. Or sports, TV, and remake of Home Alone. Or, yeah, or sports, TV, and um, The Land Before Time 1, The Land Before Time 2, Land Before Time 3, Land Before Time 4, Land Before... Hashtag Don Bluth, boys. Um, are you going to get this or bundle? Or if you're one of those people that likes Hulu and sports... And a quote-unquote live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp. They didn't do that. They're doing it. Oh, my. They need to just stop with these remakes. Like, Lion King was not good. You tell them. I just did. It wasn't good. Um, I think it already made a billion dollars, though, so that sucks. Yeah. it's the t- As of when we're recording this, it became the 10th highest-grossing film of all time. That just is insane. It was not good. <laughs> But then again, I mean, if you look at those movies, like, top ten of all time, I probably would say a couple of them I would not watch again. Like, I'm not going to watch Avatar again. Yeah, nobody is. Yeah, I mean, I'll... Shouldn't say that. Positive fandom, yada yada, you do you. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch... people like Avatar. I haven't met them, (laughs) though. I'm going to watch Avatar when it appears in Star Wars Resistance Season 2. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> when there's those clear people that are obviously the Avatar people um, mm-hmm. in, in there. So uh, that's just something. The Navy. Um, so that's just something to uh, that was announced um, in early August. We haven't talked about it. Um, no. I, I don't know about you. I'm actually not going to get the bundle because I want to use the app by itself for a little bit. Because like this bundle, it would be on Hulu, I believe. I wouldn't be so sure. You think you think it's just? I don't think it's one of those things like HBO where you get it added to your Hulu. I imagine it's you just have access to all three apps. Really? Okay. I mean, obviously, I don't know, but that, that would seem like the simplest solution to me. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into this. I mean, we've we have plenty of filler in September before Star Wars Resistance gets back. So, um, I'm sure we may or may not continue to talk about this. Which I'm sure you're eagerly, eagerly waiting for, dear listener. Errs. All right. Um. Sure. <laughs> Why are they re-releasing these movies on Blu-ray when they're already on Blu-ray and not doing Resistance on Blu-ray is my big question. So, Blu-ray case, wide open. It's just a cash grab. a lot more people. It's just a cash grab. I don't... Well, famously, however, I got an issue with... You know, I own the George Lucas saga. It's in one little box. So on the bookshelf, it has to stay together. I can't split no, it up. It's going to be a big box now. 
with everything else. And I know and about these boxes. are individual Blu-rays. Individual Blu-rays? Yeah. Wait, if they have wait you're not telling me so that there's a box set that has all eight plus two spinoffs? Right. No, it's not that. What? They're individual Blu-rays. Yeah. What? What's even the point? Like, what is even the point? Like, you buy those for the whole collection that is put into your bookshelf. Like, right. you don't, no, you don't, if I want to see the movie, all I'm going to do is go to my Apple TV, go to purchases, you know, go to the movies, oh buy the movies. But if I want to do Blu-ray, you know what I do? I want an actual box that has a cool art on it that I can point to and be like, yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan. Have you seen my Blu-rays? Oh, that's so unfortunate. Well, again, that being said, it would be nice for me on my shelf to be able to have my Blu-rays lined up. Episode 1, Episode 2, All of Clone Wars, Episode 3, Solo, Rebels, Rogue One... Four, five, six, seven, eight. Four, five, six. Resistance on Blu-ray, wouldn't that be nice? Seven, eight. But I don't know. They haven't announced. It hasn't come from Disney yet. Disney hasn't did a press release about it, but it's like it's being solicited at stores and stuff. So pending, you know, cool special features or something. Yeah, you know, could be. Did I snag one through six? I don't know. The special features... Menus on the Star Wars Blu-ray box set are insufferable, and they are categorized within the films by planet, which is <laughs> so stupid. It's like they don't Just even give get to those planets. An hour-long making up bonus feature for each movie. Thank you very much. They don't even do the planets like that deep for each one. It's just like other than nope. like Tatooine and Coruscant. Yep. Like I don't. I think that's pretty dumb. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. You know what I would really like to see, and they're never going to do this, is if they ever sell, like, a Star Wars map that has all of the planets from the TV show and the video games and the movies. That'd be pretty cool. But if you're a person that is only getting the Blu-ray for the boxes to point on your shelf... I would just wait until episode nine, uh, that one comes out, because I think it'll be a nice, cooler art. Um, it'll make a whole lot more sense. So um, I would hold off for any of you that are wanting this Blu-ray. Um, we are going to figure out why there's a shortage of the Blu-rays. Um, we've hit a couple hurdles, but we've just overcome them. Um, like, for instance, now figuring out how to spell Blu-ray. Um, so our searches into... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't a collective hurdle. That was that was an individual hardship. You you had just to love going lone wolf on this whole thing, and listeners, well, as you know, as you know, listeners, um, most of the things that we accomplish in life are done through a team mindset. That's the whole reason society exists: is that we all collectively come together for different things, for security taxes to provide different social services and the same thing happens for investigative work i cannot tell you how many times josh has gone down this rabbit hole of these different leads without consulting me and it does not provide any fruit so um we're going to get there as soon as our teamwork gets back to where it is how many times 
I've decided um, we'll that figure I don't want to be on Twitter, so I don't log into the Poe Boys Twitter for a week. And then when I check what's being tweeted on the Poe Boys Twitter, it's weird pictures of creepy mannequins and Blu-ray spelled with an E. So um, That was Ron Howard's concept art for the Kessel Run. All right, so... Uh-huh. Um, if you have an issue, if you have an issue with me, if you have an issue with me, actually do the issue with Ron Howard because it was Ron Howard's concept art. Gross little mannequin things for your own weird little purposes. So. All right. So this episode is um, our reaction to Star Wars Resistance season the end. Season the end. Um, I believe it's the epic conclusion is what the trailer said. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for those listeners that for some reason didn't want listen to the last episode, Just for some reason, and have been li- uh, living under a rock, um, the trailer for Star Wars Resistance came out um, August. Uh, what is it? Sixteenth, fourteenth, um, and. At the very, it was a two minute trailer, really good trailer. Um, we both really liked it. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. And at like the f- like minute thirty or minute forty mark, they're like an epic conclusion to this story. Um, yeah, and then in the in the uh, description with the video, they're like, "Oh, the second and final season." Yeah. So um, we're just going to talk about um, our. Thoughts, feelings, um, reservations about um, the final season of Star Wars Resistance. This is not a predictions episode. Um, We'll do that the last episode before Star Wars Resistance um, comes back on air. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's so let's start, I think, by comparing this to how we found out that the previous shows in Star Wars Animated Universe were ending. Because well, it's not as much like gut-wrenching as... Uh, <laughs> right. As, um, Clone Wars was basically um, malicious and cruel, where the season had ended, and then a month later, they're like, oh, by the way, it's over. And that was horrible. And it ended like the... They announced it like the day before my birthday. It was the worst. Are they, how did um, they announce it? They just it just came out through like a press release. Oh, and stars.com. Yeah, I believe that when they canceled it, they did mention that they were going to do a new show. I think like the soft announcement of Rebels maybe came with the cancellation polls. I'm not positive. Well, the concept art it's, for uh, Rebels came out pretty early, so that might be true. Yeah. Um, so that was a bummer. Came out of nowhere. The end of Star Wars Rebels, that announcement, we were there for, <laughs> live in person, at Star Wars Celebration um, Orlando. I mean, that was a that was a bummer, well, but let's, it was also... Let's rewind a little bit, too, because we were at that panel. That was our, that was our first celebration. Um, we got mm-hmm. there at, like, what, 4 in the morning? Yeah, we don't play. And we waited six out, like... Two hours outside, four hours um, inside. Um, We were not prepared whatsoever. Like, we didn't pack at all to be sitting that long. Um, And we both were expecting to watch, you know, two episodes and then, you know, see a Q&A. So it did not dawn on us at all 
this was going to be the season finale. That was going to. We were there when they announced it was going to be can- series. the series was going to uh, be ending. Yeah, yeah. Which was, um, I mean, it's kind of cool. It was cool to be in the room and to feel everybody's feeling. But that was totally different because that did not feel like necessarily like the rug being pulled out from under us. And you know, we didn't get it from like a cold, calculated press release from Disney, who newly acquired Star mm-hmm. Wars at that point we got it from dave filoni the man himself and kind of explained like hey we're getting to go out on our own terms we're telling a full complete story so on and so forth um so it was like a bummer but also it made sense like when clone wars yeah it made sense and when clone wars got canceled you know the future stars looked bright but like we hadn't actually seen there was nothing else out there clone wars was it you know, there weren't new movies. There was a promise of new movies, but there weren't mm-hmm. new movies. There wasn't other Star Wars material. Whereas when Rebels ended, you know, we were a mo- two movies in to the to the Disney franchise, and they were talking about a dozen other more movies and TV shows. Um, so it was it was more bittersweet, and it was not horrible. I'd say that this Resistance release falls somewhere in between. With an extra layer of, like, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Clone Wars, I hated it that it got canceled. I hated that it got canceled. But I kind of, like, could get, I got it. And was just like, oh, Disney's evil. And I don't like them. And they're doing this to ruin my birthday. <laughs> so I could, I could rationalize that. Uh, and with Rebels, they've only rationalized it for us. With Resistance, I just don't, I don't uh, get it. I don't know. I don't get why it's ending. I guess, you know, they have a very brief window to work in. Maybe they don't want anything going past nine at this point, since that's going to be like the end for now. And maybe they're not going to go push forward Mm -hmm. for a little bit. Maybe they don't. So, but I, you know, I've heard people say that it's like resistance is on Disney XD and they're trying to, focus on disney plus like they're not canceling the whole channel and disney owns both of them so that doesn't totally track for me i don't know yeah well for i don't, I don't quite get why it's i ending. think it's pretty clear why it's ending why is that i think it, it the same thing with rebels the same thing with clone wars these shows are built in a pocket leading up to something so, you know, That's Rebels true. is explaining a Rebel cell and um, their trials and tribulations. It adds to the greater Star Wars universe. Um, so, you know, Star Wars Rebels, um, you know, explains how Wedge got into the Rebel Alliance. That, um, you know, further um, explains Ahsoka's backstory and her connection to the Rebel Alliance. And, you know, Clone Wars is, you know, Explain the clones, explain the Jedi, leading up to episode three. And um, I think logically, Resistance is leading up to episode nine. Now, we could get another two seasons, three seasons of it. um, But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt of, you know, this being a quick lead up. Um, It only being, you know... That a, a short amount of time before episode nine actually happens, and it just gives mm-hmm. them more freedom to then, after resistance is done, and episode nine is gone um, and over with, to go back to the drawing board and be like, 
what story are we going to explain now? Um, and that gives, you know, Dave Filoni a lot of um, breathing room. It gives Justin Ridge a lot of breathing room um, to be like, are we going to help um, be in the universe between six and seven? Are we going to be in the universe between um, the um, Game of Thrones guys trilogy or the Ryan Johnson trilogy? So I think it's a nice clean break for all of them. And um, it also, in my opinion, makes the story just that more um, important and that more like um, emotionally uh, draining for me. Like when I watch that trailer and I hit to that point where it's like this is the epic conclusion, like I goosebumps and I was just like so into what was happening because sometimes you know, you know, it's it's nice to have this explanation of what's happening season to season, but you want to get to that final um, epic conclusion. Um, and I felt the same way with like Rebels season two of, you know, it's what happens post the Inquisitor arc, you know, and they add more Inquisitors. But I didn't really know where its end goal was going to be. Um, so I'm I'm actually pretty excited about this. Hmm. I don't know. I I feel like I don't I don't think these shows exist to explain other sh- other moments in Star Wars. I feel like they exist on their own right well enough, and that they just touch up on those mm-hmm. things. But if they did, it'd be confusing me. I don't feel like the Clone Wars needed to be explained. Really, I mean, there's like one thing about the Clone Wars, Cephas and all that stuff that I think needs to be explained, and they still haven't explained it. But like, I didn't have any questions. Like, I got it. They went to war. I get it. And, like, Rebels, I don't have any questions about that either. Like, the Rebels, I get it. So, like, to me, Rebels wasn't explaining stuff I had questions about. It was just, a, you know, it was, it was a show and I love it. It wasn't, but it wasn't about answering questions. Whereas Resistance, for the first time, I actively have questions I feel like I need to know and need to have answer to fully appreciate the story. And it's the shortest show, even though it's the one that, to me, has the um, the ability to, to explain the biggest uh, holes in the narrative for me, but again, I don't, I mean, I guess they don't exist to do that. It'll, I mean, <clears throat> now that it's just two seasons, it does, you know, or that we know it's just two seasons, it'll be, it, it'll exist at an interesting point in the history of Star Wars, which is, um, I mean, you know, we'll know better in hindsight, but this weird gap between Solo and Last Jedi and then episode nine and the rest of what Disney decides to do, which was, you know, Solo and Last Jedi being received weirdly um, and, and kind of uh, split, splitting the fandom and stuff. And then nine seeming to be kind of an end of sorts and Disney attempting to pivot towards live action TV and other things like that. Mm-hmm. And without resistance... We wouldn't have had any Star Wars between Solo and Episode Nine, and I mean it's not like a huge gap, but in terms of how much Star Wars we had gotten, you know, between Force Awakens and the end of Rebels and Last Jedi Solo, it was a lot. You of don't Star realize Wars. how much of a gap it was until you start a podcast, and then all of your yeah. content goes away, and you're spent <laughs> doing gimmick episodes after gimmick episodes on. Uh, okay, the best episode. Yeah, so you don't... Like, if Resistance didn't exist, this podcast would not exist. 
That's, I mean, that's 100% true. Like, when we knew the new show was coming, that's when I, yeah, yeah. If we if we had been more um, cool when Rebels had started, we'd have had a podcast then, but alas. Um, so, I yeah, it'll be, I think it will carry on an interesting legacy. I think that within Star Wars Universe, it fills important gaps and has a very important place in the story and in helping to round out the world post-Return of the Jedi, though I'm sure that we'll get more of that with Mandalorian and stuff like that. And then outside of the story, within Star Wars fandom at large, I think it has an important place in that, like I said, it's uh, this bright kind of straightforward, fun show that exists in this weird gap that is full of, I don't know, hot takes that are both passionate and very, very mean and stuff within the Star Wars fandom. It'll, and, uh, you know, it will, I think, have an interesting legacy in, in Star Wars Do you Wars think the come. fandom is at its most negative right now, or that's just because social, no me- social media think, is so accessible right now? Yeah, I mean, I really like Star Wars, and I like Star Wars fans, I gotta say, look, we follow pretty much only Star Wars people on Twitter on our Twitter account. I don't do the Twitter a lot, but when I do, it's through the Poe Boys Twitter account. And the only negative Star Wars stuff I see is all of the positive Star Wars folks we follow kind of retweeting it and commenting on Mm -hmm. it, which is fun. I mean, I get like, you know, it's important to, to show stuff, but like, I wouldn't see any of that if people like other people weren't shining a light on it people that otherwise have i think you know really insightful and positive things to say and are not a fly in the ointment but they keep pointing to the flies in the ointment you know Mm -hmm. i don't know and also i I feel like generally um at least anecdotal anecdotally for me um people generally like force awakens um you know I took probably seven, eight people to see that movie at various points. I think I saw it like six times. And sometimes in seven days. And maybe. for Last Jedi, um, everybody that I took to see that movie, I think I saw that movie like four times. Um, mm. At the after it, like they didn't immediately say it was positive. And the people I went to this movie with, they're all people that have positive feelings towards Star Wars. And when I hear people talk about Star Wars in a negative light, it's typically about The Last Jedi. Yeah, but not liking a movie, I don't think, makes you a negative part of the fandom. I mean, my girlfriend hates Phantom uh-huh. Menace and hates Attack of the Clones. We doesn't hate it, but she doesn't care for those two movies. But, I mean, it's, you know, you're allowed to not like stuff. I hate Lopting Neck. Hate it. I hate it. I can't stomach it. But that's okay. I'm allowed to not like Lopting mm-hmm. Neck. It's, you know, Star Wars and there's lots of stuff. So I, you know, I don't think that the negative fandom that everybody's pointing to is necessarily that people don't like Last Jedi. It's some of the discourse surrounding why, uh, why certain people in a certain subsect and probably, let's face it, a certain minority mm-hmm. of Star Wars viewers did not like it and ascribing blame to characters of a certain gender, characters of a certain race, so on and so forth. But, I don't know. I feel like those people weren't at Star Wars Celebration. Actually, that's not true. I was in line with some people 
Oh my gosh. Oh man. When you were on the episode uh-huh. nine panel and I was waiting in line like a uh-huh. chump. Ugh. And their whole hot take was that like Last Jedi sucked because it was like an animal rights propaganda type mm-hmm. thing. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, the God. part that they don't tell you about celebration is that almost everybody that's there thinks that they're an expert on Star Wars and it's just v- yeah but only we are it's just very very loud about their opinions and then they just say them out loud because they want people to like nod um, basically um, but Star Wars is for everybody um, even like super super conservative people that um, are really into the first order probably <laughs> but uh, you hear a lot of annoying Star Wars takes when you go to um, Celebration. Yeah, but I'm sure, you know, somebody overheard me saying something and thinks the same thing. So yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it's a weird, it's been a weird period. You know, I don't, I, when when Force Awakens came out, I was personally on, on Twitter and social media uh-huh. more. And I mean, people liked it or talked about it or didn't like it, but the discourse was not quite so weird and you know borderline militant and nasty and prejudice um so it has been kind of this you know it's, it's been a weird um transitional hopefully period in the history of star wars outside of the stories and resistance was there for that resistance was arguably the main only star wars outside of comics books stuff like that to be fair uh, stars coming out during that period and in sharp contrast to the muck and the mire coming up to the surface within the fandom resistance has been bright and shiny and hopeful and given us just the most charming protagonists that you know you ever did meet so that's been cool. I, well, I am. I don't know. And it's just like, that trailer is so exciting. It's so good. And to couple it with that it's ending is like such a bummer. Um, but I mean, it's fine. You know, I think it'll I think it'll be nice. I think it'll be a complete story. Kind of part of me is like, oh, well, maybe the show will end and then they can flash forward with those characters far enough that... Christopher Sean will be the same age as Kaz, and we can get like live action. Christopher Sean is Kaz, no big deal. That'd be great. Obviously, that's uh, very. To transition, thing, we um, posted a poll yesterday. Um, although by the time this episode records, the poll will be done. Of what cameo, uh, resistance cameo, would you like to see in Rise of Skywalker? Um, Colossus, Team Fireball, or Kaz? Kaz tripping. In the background. Him tripping in the background. Yeah, and going, ah! Um, I would be really hyped if, um, not if hype faves on, although that would be a good one too. Um, I'd be really hyped if we see a Kaz in a next wing in that show, in that movie. Yeah. Which, it's not going to be difficult. It would not, it would be so easy to do that. I mean, in Force Awakens, how many X-Wing pilots do you think we saw? Nine, maybe? Oh, probably a billion. No, 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 no. Like, cameos in the cockpit. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I would be I'd be very... I hope that we see something like that. <clears throat> yeah, I I mean, I, I wouldn't thumb my nose at it. I think it's a cool idea. I just worry. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Ghost, which is the ship from Rebels that appears uh-huh. in Rogue One, 
fits in with the gray aesthetic of that era and the ship is the same sort of shapes so it's there but like nobody who doesn't know what it is is going to have their eye drawn to it so it doesn't distract from the movie as a whole whereas resistance and i love this about resistance but hey we talked last episode look the clauses is preposterous it draws the eye but then also i was just thinking like oh it could be cool to have team fireball ships you know flying around in a battle stuff but they're also very bright and colorful and shiny and don't really, you know, they would well, also here's, stick out. Here's, and, here's you know, the, the thing, though, Josh. One of these cameos is not to draw the eye, but to be like a. Here's the nice thing, addition. though, Josh. So when we'll you see. look at that trailer, there are X wings. So, um, in the yeah, in the, in the resistance trailer. Um, so, I would say, in the event that like Team Fireball are given X wings, um, and it's not just those ships, I can easily see. You know, they do the, you know, gold gold uh, squadron standing by, red squadron standing by, and then, you know, That's Kaz um, being given a new one, you know. Um, so not cool. like... And they could just do voice cameos, mm-hmm. even, because it is voice actors and stuff. Because, I mean, obviously it's like, oh, Donald Faison does not look like Greedo. But he sounds like Hype Faison. You could throw that in a cockpit or something. So, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe there's a shot. Maybe there's yeah. a shot. So I'm, I'm, I would be pretty disappointed if we don't see a cameo in Episode Nine. I don't know. I just think Episode Nine's got a lot on its plate and trying to do a lot. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. Well, we also haven't even okay. seen what the space battle is going to be, too. Yeah. But, um, That's true. That's true. Though, again, at this point, after D23, we're recording this before D23. It'll probably come out after D23. I suspect we maybe get some sort of like brief making uh-huh. of real. They do those, I think, for most of these movies um, before a final trailer that will probably get sometime in the fall associated with some sporting event. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So it seems like be a it seems like we're. Battle, I'm, sure. I'm a little bit more optimistic about this being the final season of Resistance. And you're more mm-hmm. bummed than I am. Well, on the one hand, I'm so bummed that Resistance is ending. On the other hand, I'm so excited because, you know, I could quit the podcast uh-huh. once it's over. So it really is a mixed bag. I really just continuing this arc of quitting the podcast. I would say it's the B story. The B story? Yeah, I would say the A story of this podcast. If you're trying to explain this podcast, it's two guys who... Um, have a, a very strong beef with John Favreau is the main plot thread. And then the B story is um, that I want to qu- quit the podcast. The C story is just hashtags. And then the D story is Pete's getting an Apple TV. And then the E story is Star Wars. And where do you put Doughboys? Mm, well, they're like the F story, but probably like a week or so after this airs, Oh, they're gonna be the A story. Oh yeah, because you're you're gonna have confronted them by now. Did I send them an email from the Poe Boys Gmail account that said in 20 days justice is coming for the Doughboys? Please tell me you didn't. Yes, I did. Yeah, oh, of course I did. You just threatened them. No, I told them justice is coming. Oh my gosh. All right. And then I sent them um, my drop again. So, listeners, um, as you can tell. Um, Josh has um, sent hate mail um, 
and threatened the Doughboys. Not hate mail. They ask you to send in um, drops. So send in drops. I'm looking for a new co-host, basically, um, if Josh is still in prison. Um, hey, if you want to take my place as co-host of the so, show, send us an email. Podcast at gmail.com. Make my day. <laughs> Um, yeah, 20 days, justice is coming for the Doughboys in D.C. I don't know how—I well, assume you can access your email from prison. That seems like something that uh, an I inmate can actually access. To. So are there any—do you have any, do you have any, you do you have any concluding prison, thoughts I about— I wouldn't go to the phone. Um, if I visit you, you want to come to the phone? If they said uh, you got to visit her, like, We're done with the prison bit. All right, so— I'm not going. Do you have any concluding thoughts about Star Send Wars Resistance 2? Big Mike instead. Season 2? What? What? Concluding thoughts about Star Wars Resistance Season 2. Uh, looks pretty cool. That's it? Um, mm-hmm. My last point, and I was thinking about this as I was watching the trailer a couple times yesterday, is we spent... Maybe like 30 minutes in one of our fir- like first 10 episodes talking about the soundtrack, the music composer. Um, what's his name? Navarro something? Yeah, I don't remember his, his full name off the top but of my head. But he was um, – his background was he did all the Land Before Time um, music. Um, and Josh listed, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. the 15, 17 movies that there are. And yeah, I was just thinking, like, that music for that trailer was just insane. It was so good. And we really have mm-hmm. not given that guy any credit whatsoever. That's not true. I talked about him in, in several episodes. Michael Tavera. I've, I've mentioned his music when we were actually specifically covering episodes and it shows up. That being said... For trailers, it's rarely the composer that is that is doing the music. Oh, really? Yeah, it tends to be, um, yeah, other folks at, at Lucasfilm and stuff. <clears throat> like, John Williams does not compose, you know, the music in the Last Jedi trailer. Like, it's taken from elements of that and stuff. But, yeah, there's this guy, David Collins, who he hosts a bunch of stuff on the Star Wars stage and... For Star Celebration, and he's in, he's involved at Lucasfilm um, doing sound and stuff like that. And he had a podcast that was part of Rebel Force Radio, I think, called Star Wars Oxygen. Um, it was on the same feed where they talk about the score of Star Wars and John Williams. And I mean, the dude's sharp as a whip, very smart, very knowledgeable about music. I strongly recommend going through and listening to those episodes. They haven't done one in years and years and years, as far as I know. But yeah, he was talking about how you know working for for Lucasfilm that you you could come up with music for trailers and how you do stuff like that so yeah I, su- I suspect that that wasn't specifically Michael Tavera it could be I mean I'm not saying mm-hmm. not but usually that's you know within marketing and stuff like that okay well then my only compliment to him so far does not even go to him yep tentatively um, but he's done a pretty good job um, and I'm looking forward to that as well so, um, with that, um, if you'd like to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter, uh, Poboys Podcast at um, at Poboys Podcast, and you can send us an email um, for a variety of things. Um, if you'd like to join our litigation team to help Josh at um, Poboys Podcast at Gmail dot com. 
And if you want to replace me as the number one po' boy, publishpodcast at gmail.com.